Dear sports fans, elevate your game to the next level with a Toyota truck. Drive the crowd favorite Tacoma. This versatile playmaker is ready to own the weekend. Choose the tailgating MVP, the Toyota Tundra. This is one vehicle that comes up clutch. Or ride in the adventurous 4Runner, a true champion on and off the road. Whichever truck you choose, you're getting a real winner. Come join the team of champions, Toyota Trucks. Visit toyota.com to learn more or check out your local Toyota dealership today. Toyota, let's go places. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Don't forget to use the promo code DNVR25. You'll get 25% off your entire purchase of the CBD-infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life-altering Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creesman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lyons. And on this episode, we get you all caught up on your Colorado Rockies. First time getting swept at home all season. We'll wrap up the giant series. We'll take a look ahead to this road trip against the Philadelphia Phillies, the Atlanta Ball Club, and the Washington team. And hopefully have a little bit of time to get you caught up, at least on some of the top Rockies prospects moving into the final months. A little bit about what you can look forward to in the future. But Patrick, we do have to begin uh, with a pretty unfortunate series sweep at the hands of the San Francisco Giants. The win was right there, up, going into the ninth. Carlos Estevez, who's been a good closer in the very short amount of time he's had that role, uh, really just completely fell apart and and blew the game almost all by himself and and therefore handed that sweep to the Giants. It's rough. He's had his hiccups, but for the most part, he's been somewhat of a steady, a steady, if you will. <laughs> a steady. And, and, and I will. Yeah, that was a, a bummer to, to see. You know, he did have the day off on, on Tuesday. So, you know, that was kind of a, a non-issue. He's able to go in there fresh. In fact, he hadn't pitched, you know, the entire series. So you thought, okay, this is perfect. But you remember why the Giants are, you know, the class of – MLB, they had the best record in the game. They're not not going down without swinging. And I think at that point, you know, there's been other games in the past at home, of course, where the Rockies have blown a game late, even in the ninth, where you thought maybe. Now, again, three runs is a lot, but I, I want to say they, they, they may have even done that once this year. But again, against this Giants team, I think that was kind of it. It being the final game of the series, too, where sometimes the, the Rockies have lacked a little bit of, of punch at times. So that was uh, a, a bit disheartening. You know, uh, it would have been nice if, if they would have been able to go, you know, the entire season 
with without getting swept. I mean, they just were so solid at home. So it's so far in the back of your mind. Yeah. And in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really matter all that much. But sure. I and and again, this might be a topic for another time. I'm a little bit worried. I'm a little bit worried about what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks. But you know, they they were still able to put some runs on the board against a really good pitching staff. You know, um, they yeah they only scored 12 runs for the entire series, uh, a total of you know 28 hits. So not great at home, but again, not bad against a Logan Webb who oh, is this pitching staff sneaky is, good. Yeah, Kevin Gaussman, like th- those two starters alone have a sub three ERA, and Di Slavani who came into the game with, you know, a low three ERA and they were able to get on him early and kind of, they look best, I think today for those reasons. Yeah. They, they attacked the bullpen, you know, on, on Monday uh, a little bit where you thought maybe they were in that game. We said that on the podcast, like eh, maybe, and, and no, they, they didn't really have that, <laughs> that chance, but no. so they, they look better today in, in a lot of ways. But again, the giants are, the Giants, they're, they're the best team yeah. in the West and, and, and MLB said, right now. I mean, in, in all of Major League Baseball, yeah, and for a reason. And, and they certainly had their opportunity to get them there. But uh, the bullpen has been the issue all year. As I've talked about several times, uh, you know, that this is also another great example of why you need uh, – I, I think we need, we need more kinds of blown save stats. You need the blown save. You need the – really blown ass save, <laughs> you know, or uh, there, there's a few other categories here. There, there uh, And this was the one where you don't just, you know, if, if Carlos gives up that single to Lamont Wade Jr. And the Giants take the lead, it's, but then he gets out of the rest of it. You know, it's rough. He's blown the save. And he's even given the team the lead. So I think those are two different things. I think you got to get charged for blowing the save when you don't convert it, right? When you just blow it and the other team ties the game. But that's different from blowing it and letting the other team take the lead. And then that's even one more step removed from the next thing that happened, which is not just, well, they're up a run, but hey, at home, you hit a homer, you, you get a guy on, you move a guy over, all kinds of things can happen. You score a run you let them get up by three at that point. You let them pile on that kind of, what was it, a four-run ninth inning is one where now you, you've you not just blown the save, you've blown the game. And and that's too bad, like we said, considering what Estevez has, has done so far. But it really was, yep, that's it right then and there. Uh, and as you said, the offense weren't world beaters, but four runs – on 10 hits and had the lead going into the ninth against this team. Elias Diaz gives him a nice pick me up momentum reverse when he hits that home run and he continues to be fantastic, but rough one to lose. And and you're right. It could end up uh, being, I think a, a really down month in the record for the Rockies, which is a good thing or a bad thing, depending on which side of that whole <laughs> fence that you, I think the more important thing, right. Is going to be, can they get these young guys in there? It's nice to see Welker make his debut. Can they see some progress out of some young players? Um, Gilbreth was another guy, got in there and did the job today uh, in the series wrap. So, uh, you know, they're still looking for answers out there in the bullpen. They thought maybe it's Devin's going to, maybe not. But 
it's open season out there in the pen. It's it's tryouts right now for the Colorado Rockies <laughs> for next year in the bullpen. I really think there there should be a way to quantify a little bit more of what happens at the back end of a ball game because you're right. You, you've got a, a blown save. It's still a tie game. You just didn't save the win. Right. Then you have the blown save loss, and then you have a blown save in which your team does come back to win it. And really, a blown save win should just be you you don't get credit for the win. Like you almost shouldn't get the win right. for that. And so maybe that erases the blown save. It, we'll we'll have to tinker on the yeah. statistics here. Uh, during the off season, but yeah, tryouts in the bullpen. And I think, you know, the, the biggest worry that I have for the final month is, well, now, you know, they, they still split against Atlanta. So that's great. And they were very competitive except the final game, but still the Friday night loss, very good. Only lost by a run. And you think maybe the luster could be off of the Lodo magic, get your new diehard uh, purple and black t-shirt, part of the vibes collection, right? Lodo magic. But with the Dodgers, Giants coming in again, Nationals, okay, you know, they could win two out of three there. But you worry about that because the competition's, you know, really good. But it's more, I think, just about who's going to be around, right? That they're they're going down uh, in in droves on the IL, and who are they able to count on? And right. and I think that's again, that's why you see a lot of the teams who made trades at the deadline, like like the Cubs. And the Nationals, it was exactly what we thought. They were ahead of the Rockies in the standings. And so not only are they getting a bunch of prospects, but now they're dropping in the standings and they're helping themselves out next year because they don't have anybody to replace them. Unless, of course, you count out Frank Schwindel, which I think the world is learning. You I'm should not you. do that. You should I'm never do that. 29-year-old rookie extraordinaire, Frank Schwindel. But the Rockies are experiencing that now too, where – Man, there there are some of those depth issues which we know you know uh, existed for the for the team in the higher levels, but it's going to open up some opportunities, and it still doesn't mean it can't be exciting. It still doesn't mean it can't be fun. It still doesn't mean it it, it can't be you know a glimpse into the future. You know whatever that may be, there there could be that next guy, that next Adam Adovino, any of those guys that came out of that 13, 14, 15 team that ended up sticking around, you know, Adovino being, you know, probably that prototypical guy that was just a waiver claim by the Rockies. And you go, oh, it's just, it's whatever. Maybe Bernardo Flores Jr. You know, he's rehabbing right now. Yes. This is the name of a guy that's on the 40 man roster for anyone that hasn't yeah. paid close attention. Um, but mm-hmm. Colton Welker, again, getting the call up late. You love to see that. Put yeah. a charge into one too. He yeah. put a charge into that one where you go, yeah. oh, maybe. That I thought it was actually off the bat. I thought it was destined for the Breitage barrier. I thought that was going to hit the wall. I thought it was going to at least be in the gap. Nice play, but uh, I'm, I'm excited to see Colton Welker quite a bit. And uh, to your point, I, I wanted to talk about this. I'm, I'm actually glad you brought it up. So I was thinking about it in terms of there, there's actually a great website you can go to uh, called tankathon.com slash MLB. Tankathon.com slash MLB. And there's other people I'm sure that keep it, but it just it, it keeps you the the reverse standings, right? It's got the draft order for next season. So it basically is keeping the standings but in reverse order. And it reminds you that like reverse standings are a lot like just normal standings, right? You want your team if so if you want your team to be X number of games better 
well, okay, does that get them into the postseason? What 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 does that accomplish? Right? You've got to kind of play that math. So the Rockies, as we have this conversation today, are actually surprisingly ahead of the Cubs in the reverse standings. They'd have the ninth pick, the Cubs that have the tenth. Uh the Cubs are eight and two in their last ten, so they have not gotten the memo that they're yeah. supposed to be losing. They're supposed to be tanking. Uh, uh, not not doing such a great job, like you said. Now the Rockies have have an opportunity here. Now again, if we're looking at the reverse standings, there's an opportunity, right? Just just flip your thinking for a second and go, okay, how many games can they gain? They can catch Kansas City, Minnesota, maybe Miami and Washington. That's reasonable. You look at the teams that have been. Absolutely abhorrent this year. Texas, Pittsburgh, Arizona, Baltimore. There was little chance the Rockies were ever going to be quite that terrible. Again, that's like looking at the other standings and seeing the top teams in the league. Like, we could have been that good if we'd only made one or two moves. You know how many moves you would have had to make to make this team as terrible as Baltimore and Arizona? The, the Cubs tried. The Cubs traded everybody, and they couldn't even pull it off. They're, they're, they're accidentally winning games, right? It's not – just as easy as well. If you get rid of all your guys, you're going to be just like the positive standings. It doesn't work that way. So, okay. But maybe to your point, they could get up to the sixth or fifth pick in the draft still. So if they're giving guys opportunities and the young players are playing well, but they're making sure they're not forcing guys back from injury too much, there could be some wins to be had here. Of course it could go the other way where just everybody doesn't play well and they just lose a lot and it doesn't matter, but there, there's, you know, there's potential to be gained there. So, and if but they play, get the, no matter how awful your final month is, you're not getting the top pick in the draft. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's impossible. In fact, I'm surprised Tankathon doesn't have, you know, asterisks yeah. like eliminated from first pick or eliminated right. from top 10 pick, whatever it is. Yeah. If the Rockies are good enough, and again, don't know what that number will be because we don't know what the Cubs, Mets, and the Tigers end up doing, but they could, you know, drop or go up depending on how you look at it to the twelfth pick. So they could. Yeah. I think it's maybe most reasonable, you know, because the difference between the seventh and twelfth pick is only three games. So there's right. there's a lot at stake there, and so. Yeah. So, and again, that that's been one of the things about why you know tanking or losing you know isn't so bad. You know, especially if you've got some young guys that you're giving opportunities to, not legitimately going out there and 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 hiring you know independent baseball players that are just atrocious. But right. but it can be fun. It can be fun, and and I and I hope they do. You know, add a couple more guys to to give them an opportunity, even if it's just a nice story. Again, Frank Duncan. Look him up. Um, I'm glad he could potentially get an opportunity. Julian Fernandez is a guy who just a week ago I would have said, oh, man, that would be cool to see him up, even if it's, if it's only for a short amount of time. And it may only be for a short amount of time. We don't know what the future holds. But you know what? Rocky said, hey, let's give this guy a shot. Why not? Could be fun. And it already was a lot of fun, even if it never you know, becomes anything else going forward. It was still really fun. It's like, hey, do you remember that guy? Julian Fernandez could become <laughs> – one of those names of guys three miles an hour. Sure. And you're like, Oh, you know what? I'm not going to buy a you know, personalized or specialized Jersey, but I might make a Julian Fernandez Jersey at home because shoot, I had a good time watching that guy that one day back in 2021. And you know what? Give us that kind of entertainment. I am all for that here in the final couple of weeks. 
So we toast our Breck Brews then on this day to the young guys who are coming up, who will be coming up, making their impact on the Colorado Rockies, giving us a glimpse into what their future could be like. Uh, remember, you get your Breck Brews at your local King Supers or down at a liquor store. Don't forget about the seltzers. I haven't mentioned the seltzers in a little while. I've been drinking a lot of the Amber Ales and the Hot Peak IPAs uh, as, as the weather's gotten cooler. I got to figure out how to work seltzers into uh, my, my cooler weather. I'm getting ready for that September weather type of situation, but we'll see how it works. Either way, you know, you get a bigger Breck Brew when you come down to the DMVR bar. If you're a member of the family, do subscribe today at the DMVR.com. You get access to all the written content, discounts on hats and shirts, a bigger beer, as I mentioned, when you come down to the DNVR bar, of course, access to the Discord channel and a free shirt from the DNVR locker when you get signed up for that annual subscription. Also want to remind everybody, while it is still not yet cooler weather out there, still pretty hot and sticky, so make sure you get manscaped. Manscaped? No, don't do that. <laughs> get manscaped. Definitely be manscaped because you don't want to be too hot and sticky. You don't want to be gross, fellas. It's 2021. You got to get manscaped. Get the tools for your family jewels. Get on there at manscaped.com. Use promo code DNVR20. You will get 20% off plus free shipping. Uh, you got to get that lawnmower 4.0 package. Get you nice and trimmed up. You also get a little bit of a spritzer in there, a little bit of deodorant, and most comfortable pair of boxers you've ever worn in your life. So do check them out today at manscaped.com. And again, use promo code DNVR20. Speaking, Patrick, of the toasting our Breck Brews to those guys coming up through the league, did want to give a quick prospect uh, look around, especially at some of the, the top guys. As we know, start, starting right at the top, just – as an update for everybody, I tweeted out some of this uh, the other day, but he's done more since in 101 games played now, 456 plate appearances. We've got a nice solid sample size for Zach Veen at a ball. And remember, again, at 19 in any other year, he would have been in you know rookie ball grand junction. And so this is an interesting thing to keep in mind as we go forward and watch, you know, now that there are fewer minor league levels and is it that Baseball has kind of forced the Rockies to do this, but there he is out there at 19 years old, hitting over 300 at 303, on basing over 400 at 402, and slugging over 500 at 509. That's a stat we've been seeing a lot today, right? Those are Larry Walker Hall of Fame numbers. Well, he did that at the major league level and for his career, and we're excited that Zach Bean is doing that just to start his A-ball career. But still, those are numbers you like to see. A 137 WRC plus. He hit for the cycle. I don't think we've talked about that on the show yet. Uh, you know, things like that. So Zach Veen, uh, where the 30 something, 36 stolen bases and 15 home runs. Uh, and I think he's got an opportunity to set some uh, all time records out there for stolen bases for Fresno and stuff. So he's really not just having like a, oh, good. You like to see that season. He's having a, he just might be the star we thought he was going to be season. It's, it's a great first foray at this level there. There have been players at the, at the Cal league, you know, back when it was high eights now low a um, at high a, because it is more of a, of a hitters league who have had some fantastic seasons that nothing ever came of it. 
and I, I'm not doing this to, to throw water on the situation, but again, different dynamics now. Sure, same league, similar ballparks, but now it's low A. Now it's much lower competition, and uh, it, that, that changes the complexities. Again, considering the fact that he was the ninth overall pick, a little bit different than some of the guys who fizzled out. Go back and look at the season that uh, gentleman by the name of Brandon Woodhat with the uh, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. At the time, that was Baseball America's Player of the Year and did virtually nothing at the major league level at that point. So I'm already going to say Zach Veen's going to do much better than that uh, with, with, without a shadow of a doubt. And, you know, Fresno right now, they, last night on uh, a Tuesday night, they actually clinched uh, the, the North division here in, in low a West. Uh, in fact, I think they, they, they clinched for the, the entirety of, of a playoff berth. So that's yeah. a great first season. And, you know, I think there's definitely something to, and I want to, I want to look into this more and I don't know how, how deep to go into my analysis, but if you win at the minor league level, I think it really does transition to the major league level to a degree. You know, there have, there have been, a lot of organizations who really preach that winning at the lower levels. Tampa Bay is one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, in the mid 2010s, Houston was one of those. And you saw what ended up coming about from those guys. So, yeah, you're still developing. Even the Rockies had a lot of guys who won a championship with Asheville. Who, and that's precisely my point is if you right. go and you look at those guys. Now, granted, they were a lot, you know, they were they were the young, young bucks, if you will, uh, 21 18. They were the young bucks. Uh, on that 2017-2018 team, but they were still there. I think there are still like those rumblings throughout the organization of, wow, there's this like brash group of guys. Not brash in a bad way, but hey, man, they they did something below us. Let's see if we can do something like what they did. And so I think there is a lot that carries through an organization. And Spokane is also in first place. We'll get to that Mm -hmm. at a high A west so i i like the fact that not only are these young guys doing so well and the future looks a lot more promising for the rockies and and even if this offseason their farm system is you know ranked 20th or 24th or even 16th that's fine because at the end of next season it should get even higher when brenton doyle has another year of experience under his belt at a higher level and he's closer to the show. They just, they're, they're going to build a bigger resume. Uh, like Derek Jeter said in his hall of fame speech, he's always looking to add to his resume each year. He can add something else Well, the same thing for the Rockies prospects is that they can continue to add. Cause they're at the, they're at the beginning. They're at the start of their careers. And as they get closer, more and more people will take notice. And it's, it's not a coincidence. Go back and look at the, the, the Rockies prospect rankings in 15, 16 at the beginning of 2017, they were in the top 10 across the board. They were even in the top five. What happened to all those guys? They Uh, they, they were in the top five, but yeah, they were in the top 10, but yeah. Baseball America, they were in, they were actually in the top five. It may have been a mid season standings. They, they actually were. And again, it was a little bit more for their depth, not because anyone, and that's another element to it too, is that sure. No one said Trevor story is the guy, but they go, well, Trevor story is one of several guys. Kyle Freeland, Antonio Sensatella, David Dahl. There was enough of them that you go, you know what? We're not, you can't put them at one or two because they don't have the elite all-star at the top, but they've got a lot of those second-tier guys, a lot of them that are going to contribute. And so I think that's what the Rockies are, are building here 
So I, you know, their, their window of contention might be a little ways off, but I see one for them. I actually see a legitimate one because of everything that they've been able to build over the last four drafts now, more so the last three. You could throw 2018 in there a little bit. We'll see what Felton does. Rollison, we haven't gotten anything out of him yet. So you say, hey, he's going to be there with that next group. And and, and this next draft class too, right? If they continue to be so-so and and maybe get a top 10 pick, they've got a a lot of potential going forward um, with, with this young group that we're talking about here. Yeah, and you know that's and that's why I, I, I kind of wondered about that. And I do think I was looking primarily at like MLB pipeline and stuff. And and you're right that you know looking at the ones above them, but you also see those like future star players are kind of a bit more hit and miss than the guys who you're like this guy looks pretty solid. You know, like this guy looks like he's going to be somebody. A Gregory Polanco was a guy who kept showing the Pirates system kept ranking ahead of the Rockies back then. And you go back and look, and he was supposed to be this surefire kind of star player and the pirate system wasn't better than the Rocky system as it turned out. Cause those guys really didn't pan out. Rocks had all these guys, you, you know, not like, like Patrick said, none of them became stars. Um, David Dahl technically was an all-star, but I, I don't think you would even you know qualify it that way, but you go, yeah, there's some opportunities for some guys in here. Uh, another one that you talked about that since the last time we've updated the folks at home about, Rockies prospects. There has been a call up, not to the major league level, but to Triple A for Elijeros Montero. He'd been doing so well in Double A, as you all well know at this point. He hit 22 home runs out there, just went absolutely bananas. WRC plus of 136, all that stuff. Earned his call up to Triple A. There've been some rumblings they might even try to get him a, a glimpse at Major League Baseball this year. That'd be quite the jump, uh, but you know. So far, five games, 22 plate appearances at AAA. Has not yet drawn a walk. He was doing really well with that in AA. But he's hitting 273. he He's got one homer, scored four runs, drove one in just himself. Of course, it's the PCL, so it's only a WRC plus of 70. <laughs> you got to hit 410 there to be worth anything. But uh, And it's a small sample size. But right in that already has his first home run at the AAA level, you know, hitting 270. And uh, very, very exciting. You talk about those guys that that count as depth. And, and I think we both agree that he might be that one guy who really does make the jump from nice piece to he could – he's got maybe star potential. He's got to show more of it. But it's starting to look like uh, gone from a 25 to 30 home run bat to a 35 to 40 home run bat. And that starts getting you excited. Yeah, he could be in that, you know, fifth best third baseman in the NL category where with a good first half, you go, oh, shoot, this this guy might even be an all-star. Like he's he's in the upper echelon uh, of, of, of third baseman in the NL, right? Um, yeah, you mentioned, you know, not a lot of walks. But again, there's the biggest jump for minor leaguers is going from high A to double a that across the board, mm-hmm. they say it's just, it's just a big jump. And I think there's a big jump going from double A to triple A, not as big, but one where the pitchers have a lot better command. So no free passes. That's, that's why he doesn't have any walks, but you look and he only has three strikeouts. He's, uh, hasn't had, again, only a five game sample size, but struck out once, uh, three times. That's it. But, you know, has a couple two hit games and, you know, is, is fitting in nicely there. And, and again, he yeah. did all of that against the, 
um, Oklahoma City Dodgers. So you go, okay, hey, good, you know, first impression. So he's another guy that, again, I think I understand why he's not on a top 100 list. Uh, he was, you know, he was when he was the Midwest League right. MVP at 19 years old. But, you know, again, there's there becomes a lot of questions about him. Um, but that's fine. He doesn't even necessarily need to be an all-star to contribute to the next contending club to be this, you know, really good cog. Same thing, Austin Gomber, a lot of questions about him. We saw what he was able to do this year. Uh, and despite the the down second half, you know, how much is that was due to the, uh, some some nagging issues in his lower back, which later became the stress factor, stress fracture. You go, whoa! He ended up being pretty darn valuable. And uh, even if it is only Gomber and, and Montero as as the valuable pieces that you get back in that trade, it's still something that you know you feel good about. Because look, you got forty spots on the roster uh, on the forty man, and you got twenty six to fill in in the dugout. And they need to be good players. They can't be, you know, bench players that are bench players right you 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 need there to be those battles yeah. and you go man there's not enough room for all this talent so bring them on even if they're only those mid-tier prospects that's okay you need a lot of those guys and so uh i think that's that might be the best hope for some of the guys at double a AA and triple a right now until the real young guys come along but i want to see them i want to see what they can do yeah. they deserve a chance i mean by by my count there should be five guys who are set to be real impact players again, not all stars, but legitimate potential impact players from the Rockies system next year. Peter Lambert, Ryan, and I know Peter Lambert technically has exhausted these, but he, it counts. What we're talking about here are young players who have yet to prove themselves in major league baseball, who are going to come in and make an impact next year from inside your system. We don't know what they are yet. And there's a chance for them to be right. something and something good at that. Right. And so you got Lambert, Rollison, Welker, Belade, and Montero. Those are the guys who are not just, you know, your organizationally, Hey, you might find a Ryan Feltner. You might find a Julian Fernandez. You never know. But these are guys who should be something. There's enough of a body of work there in the minors, enough of a scouting report, enough there that you go, hey, let's find out. And, you know, I, I think you got to wait to see Valade and Montero until next spring training. But I think, you know, I'm, I'm really excited, as we talked about with Welker. It is interesting because the Rockies are really like soft. They're just set right now at third and first. So it'll be fascinating to see how they work him in there. You know, if they do maybe move McMahon over to second a little bit, which would maybe ruin his chances to uh, win a gold glove, but would be the best thing for Colton Welker to get some at-bats. Um, you, you know, but I, I, I don't know how they're going to work him in because he plays, you know, first and third. And <laughs> they got McMahon, they got Crone. <laughs> it's like if you're Universal DH, I yeah, think I might be the solution, which again, yeah. that plays to the Rockies' advantage. That's a good thing. Need it. I, yeah, I was having that conversation with uh, a good buddy of ours last night, and we were kind of doing the, you know, the fantasy sports uh, rostabatorial thing that you do when you look out and you go, oh, yeah, I do this, that. And, that. and I was remembering that the DH, and I've long held this belief, is going to be a bigger benefit to the Rockies than any other team in the National League. And at this particular moment in time, I think it, it, it'll be a benefit too. So you hope that happens. But for now, We'll see how they work these young guys in. It'll be, it will remain interesting. Uh, speaking of interesting, by the way, 
I can tell you all about our friends at the Colorado XOs. You know them, you love them. If you don't know them yet, you should learn about them on the DNVR Rugby's podcast. Rugby's podcast? <laughs> like Attorneys General? Uh, no, Rugby's podcast. The DNVR Rugby podcast. Colton Strickler doing an absolutely fantastic job uh, getting you all caught up on everything going on, not just out here at Infinity Park, but just in the world of rugby. It's really blowing up out there. You don't want to be behind. You want to get in on this. And in fact, some of you out there may really want to get in on it because, you know, the Colorado XOs are made up of a bunch of athletes who have you know, mostly played other sports. They're learning rugby right now. Uh, as we speak, the season's actually over. They finished five and five. Nice year considering uh, they were going up against people, some of whom have been playing rugby for years. So they've got some success under their belts. And you may want to get in on this action. If you yourself are an elite athlete and are interested in trying out for the Colorado XO program, contact Director of Recruitment Peter Pasquet. Email is ppasque at glendale.co.us. That's ppasque at glendale.co.us. And otherwise, maybe just head on out to Infinity Park Check out Infinity Park at Glendale.com slash events to see what's going on in your neighborhood. And also, finally, don't forget our good, phenomenal friends over at Green Mountain Dental, making your smile as good as it possibly can be located just 15 minutes outside of downtown Denver in the Lakewood area. They'll hook you up with a pre-sonic care toothbrush when you schedule your cleaning x-ray or exam today. They'll treat you like family. They know all about the sports. They've been longtime members of the DNVR family. So if you need any kind of dental work done, no better place to do it than with our friends at Green Mountain Dental. All right, Patrick, Colorado Rockies take to the road where they have been. Checks notes. Not good. No, they have not. Uh, they've played <laughs> there. Right? They've been consistent, you know, not great, <laughs> but they haven't proved. And I, again, until I see something otherwise, I'm going to continue to think they're going to be a little bit better than awful, I guess. I know that that sounds very damning. Um, you know, they, I thought they would, would have been like an 80s, like, hair pop song like a little bit better than awful we're a little bit better than awful baby that could that could have been a song from zach attack i know that might have been a b-side there if you're a big say by the bell fan but go. but you know the the home the, the play at home kind of took a downturn here against the giants uh yeah. I, i'm worried that the play is going to take a downturn on the road i mean can't can turn down too much at this point. For what? <laughs> well, you got six games against uh, NL East clubs that are fighting for a postseason spot, or excuse me, seven, uh, four against Philly, three against Atlanta before uh, you travel to Washington. So that will be kind of interesting to see what the matchups are like there. You know, we, we saw Atlanta try to get away, you know, before Charlie Morton was, was slotted in there on Sunday start, try to get away with, throwing some of their less than arms. And, you know, that might be the case a little bit with Bailey Falter going Friday night against her men Marquez. Yes. Bailey Falter. Um, interesting. Yeah. 
pitcher yeah, there. Uh, Sandy Koufax, like delivery, believe it or not, has a good strikeout yeah. to walk ratio. But you know the the Phillies are are sending out uh, again, not their best uh, on Thursdays game, early games too. Five oh five. Five oh five on Thursday, Friday. Four oh five on Saturday. Okay, uh, and then on Sunday, eleven oh five. I know everyone will be watching on Sunday, September twelfth, the Phillies Rockies game. I love those morning games, though. I do have to say, I, I love. I do. I, I like them yeah, as well. I love them when they're on. There may be some other games going on too. I don't know if. Yeah. If it's just people converting to becoming Yankees fans because of saying, "Oh, this Derek Jeter guy sounds interesting," yeah. uh, that I, that I read about during uh, the I saw during the inductions, but Ranger Suarez versus Antonio Senzatella, yeah, for Thursday night. Herman Marquez on Friday against the aforementioned Bailey Falter, the rookie. From there, I'm not sure if we've had any updates, but it could be Freeland on Saturday against Zach Wheeler, and on Sunday Ryan Feltner against Aaron Nola. Maybe that's where we get. Frank Duncan. Stop saying Frank Duncan, Drew. I can't. I can't. Who is this person? Look him up. He's real. Patrick's not making him up. Real person. Yeah. Uh, you know, Suarez, one of those people, right? You know, you, you might get tempted. This is that time of year. You start seeing some names. Go, I never heard of this guy. Rocky's got to have this in the bag. We, that's not how we talk out here, but still. Uh, you know, uh, but actually, you know, Suarez has been very, very solid. Uh, so far, over his last several games here, he's uh, only given up uh, three runs at most. Oh, did he get it? No, yeah. So really not getting knocked around by anybody. Miami, Arizona, Tampa Bay, Arizona again, the Dodgers, the Mets, Washington. Uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks are the only people that managed to score the three runs on him. So he's he's been able to hold his own. He's not pitching super deep into games. And so that may be something that you, you want to see the Rockies, you know, they, they've, that's one of the things they've been solid at in these kind of bullpenny games or games with younger players, guys that aren't stretched out as much or don't go quite as far. Uh, I've noticed the Rockies come out with that strategy of we're going to see a ton of pitches and we're going to get this dude out of the game by the fourth. Uh, they did it with uh, Tony Disco. <laughs> the other day uh but, but you know it, it's uh that's one thing that i feel like collectively as an offense they've done well so if i if i was going to and i'm not saying that this is a thing i'm about to do but if i was going to predict the rockies to win the series in philadelphia against a team that's only two and a half games out postseason spot here it would be for that reason that the offense takes a really smart approach against these young pitchers and they can kind of, you know, just, just force the game into their own pacing or whatever. It's a long shot. It's, it's what you've got to try to do if, if you're trying to steal this one, but yeah, we'll see how they come out. We'll see what their approach is if they really do come out. And of course, that was a lot more effective when you had Connor Joe leading off games. Uh, so we'll see. Citizens Bank Park can be somewhat of a bandbox. Um, yeah, and, and some say it it looks a lot like uh, Coors Field. Um, actually, some went <laughs> some go beyond just saying it; they actually think it. Uh, apparently, it's more about what you show than what you say. The the DNVR has. Never made that mistake. Let's go on right now and say that there. We'll, we're having a little bit of fun. Um, but, you know, it, it can be a smaller ballpark. And, and Suarez, you know, he 
he's enticing, right? He, you know, came came out of the bullpen the first part of the year, and since he's been starting, he's been building up, you know, his his pitch count, but still hasn't gotten above seventy, and yet has has thrown five or more innings his last three starts. So, and he's been walking a couple guys here and there. So he's putting it over the plate, and he's he's getting a lot of swings and a, a lot yeah. of contact that he would like. So. You know, again, CJ Chrome puts a charge into a ball. It wouldn't shock me if he goes in and has a nice three, four RBI game. Uh, and it's really going to be about Antonio Senzatella doing what he needs yeah. to do, which in the past, he's actually been pretty decent against Philadelphia, four, three, five ERA uh, over his last four starts. But nobody in the Phillies lineup really has done much damage against him. Uh, Bryce Harper, only 12 plate appearances, but a 777. OPS, so pretty much league average. Real Muto, 11 uh, at bats, 664. So, you know, there's uh, there's a chance that, again, if Senza is on, it can be enough. It's really going to be about can the offense score enough runs to support that. Uh, that that yeah. remains to be seen. I, I think they can take one, but if they get swept now, after what we saw against San Francisco at home, I'm, I'm worrying that they could really take a – take a nosedive here in the final month. So I, I, I'm going to say one out of four if I had to predict for this four-game Philly series. Yeah, I, I think that that's probably right. And, you know, I, again, I might stretch to go for that that split to get some against the the younger pitchers. But And I do think, by the way, that it sends a time. I'm going to take whatever the overs are on Sensatella for this stretch. Here, I, I think Antonio Senzatella is going to have a very strong finish to the season. I, I want to see him go out there and compete well and compete hard against this team in a game that he knows really matters to them. And, and he it matters to him, too. So I want to see that. Uh, but, but beyond that, I, I agree with you. It's going to be tough here. And honestly, I think it's almost the best of both worlds, really, as long as they play the guys they need to, and they're still getting good performances out of guys like Sensatella, out of like what we saw. You know, John Gray obviously didn't finish the Giants game the way he wanted to, but was still really, really good through the first five. Just extra, like dominated the one of the better lineups in baseball this year for the first five innings. Ends up giving up three runs. Of course, it's Brandon Crawford. Ends up giving up. Ends up getting in his own way to give up three runs because of his RBI. That's right. Single to get the, the run scoring the on the board. And Mary Pace brought up a real great one. Shout out to Mary yeah. Pace. Great listener. Great baseball fan. Great baseball mind. You know, she's saying, uh, and, and this is something to look into. Hey, how often does a, does a pitcher at Coors Field, because it doesn't necessarily have to be a Rockies pitcher, go back out there after having to run the bases a little bit. And what impact does that have? I'm inclined to think that unfortunately pitchers might have this issue just about everywhere. So it might be, you know, small, but you got to think there is going to be more of a difference at altitude than at yeah. the course. Right? She even followed up with, and I had remembered you Jimenez saying something about feeling like it took him an inning and a half to catch his breath after hitting a double one time. And pitchers don't do a lot of sprinting during the course of a baseball game, and they don't do a lot of sprinting at altitude. And and it wasn't just your typical trip around the bases either. He hit the single, kind of had to leg that one out. Then the next guy hits a single, and he's not sure he needs to go first to third opportunity. Maybe should he's got to shut that down. 
And the next guy hits a single and it's a big turnaround third. Maybe I got to score a run here. And then there's a late shutdown from Stu Cole. He's got to get back to third base. So I'm with you. I do think it impacted. I'm not making excuses here or whatever. But look at the pitches he threw for the first five inning. They were almost all of them nearly perfect. He struck out eight dudes. It was it was remarkable stuff. He was very good dealing. And then that trip around the bases, he comes back out and he leaves a couple right over the heart of the plate. Tough and, that it goes that way, but and so to revisit this topic, uh, we, we want pitchers to hit. No, we, yeah, we don't. Yeah, no, we I'm done right? with it. Okay, I'm done. Okay, good. I'm over it. Good. I'm over it. Done with it. it. it 100% vote. Unlike Derek Jeter, we got a 100% <laughs> vote here on the DNVR Rockies podcast. Right. Bring on the Universal DH. That's right. Let's, let's get it done. But yeah, I think, again, as, we, as we've been talking about here, there's a best of both worlds where you can actually lose a bunch of games, slightly increase your draft stock, which is fine. As long as you aren't losing games, even the, the series finale, you know, you hope Carlos Estevez can be a part of your future. But you don't need him to be, right? And so it sucks to lose a game because he didn't have it. But when you look and you go, it was good that John Gray did what he did. It's good that Brendan Rodgers continues to hit. Ryan Tapia continues to get on base. That Lucas Gilbreth is having a really strong finish to his season. These things are really important, too. So you can lose games and still have these positive signs. That'll be what's important. So even if they get swept in the four-game or here, only do come out with one win in Philadelphia, which I do think is the most likely opportunity. It's only really, really bad if they don't get Welker any opportunities. It's like, then what do you got him out there? You got to get him in the games. Get him in the games. Gilbreth, these other guys, you know, Almonte looked a little bit better. I wrote about that the other day. I know he's been terrible this season, folks. You have to keep throwing him into games. These are the games that if you're going to lose because of Yancey Almonte, lose them in September of 2021, not in April or May of 2022. Right, we may find, let's find out now. We may need to craft some kind of game system. We know that for pitchers, there's a game score, and you can essentially you know keep track of that during a game. But some way to almost keep track for hitters and to say, you know what, fine, the game within the game, especially you know Dodgers are going to be coming to town. You know they're going to be bringing their A game. Atlanta's going to be home for three games and and could line up where they've got some of their best starters there. You say, all right, who are the players you're excited about for the future, right? Maybe Welker's in there, McMahon, Rogers, Hampson, Daza Tap, whoever it is. And you you pick five, six guys, and then pick the five to six guys on the other team that aren't the superstars, right? That are the that are the future guys, maybe in a sense. And say, okay, sure. match those guys, match those two groups up. Who does better? Who wins that game? And because there you go. it doesn't matter that four other guys, the more veteran guys in the lineup or guys that just are, are bit players. They're just not that important if they don't come through in the clutch or that if a Bryce Harper or JT Realmuto or McCutcheon or Didi Gregorius ends up coming through for the Phillies, you're like, well, yeah, they're supposed to. The Rockies don't necessarily have those guys as future pieces. You'd think Blackman might be able to do it in story and whatnot. And, and again, yeah. I think Rogers and McMahon are in that that realm now, but they're not. But those guys are the future pieces where Story and Blackman are are more. They're fading away towards the past. So the game within the game, track those things, and you say, okay, yeah, we lost nineteen to four, but 
But <laughs> but Bryce Harper had 18 of those RBI. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is wow, a believable scenario so far. What a this game. is a believable scenario so far. And the four RBIs were by, you know, a couple of Rockies, rookies, or young players. And again, you feel good about those things. That that's those are the stories within the final few weeks that you know you you have to you gotta search for a little bit, you gotta do a little mm-hmm. bit of work, but it's there. There's still some excitement, there's still some promise to be had, despite however many losses may be coming here at, down the home stretch. That's what we'll be watching for on the tube, on the Twitter, on the Discord, in the chat. Remember that you've got to be a member of the DNVR.com to come hang out with us in the Discord where we're talking baseball 24-7. Where's all the other sports? What's on TV? What kind of movies you've seen recently? The pro wrestling world it has been hot in that pro wrestling channel. It is, it is quite the time to be a fan of that fun, silly, amazing beautiful, wonderful, ridiculous thing that we all do together of pro wrestling. And so come hang out with us in there. We have a great time talking about all kinds of stuff. Hang out with us on social media at Patrick D. Lyons, at Drew Creaseman, at DNVR underscore Rockies. And of course, with each other out there in the Rockies community, just being well, watching the games, treating each other nicely. And thinking about the day, when these Colorado Rockies may just figure this shit out. <laughs> Thank you all for hanging out with us and continuing to be absolutely awesome baseball fans out there. We promise to continue being absolutely Patrick Lyons and Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark. Dear sports fans, elevate your game to the next level with a Toyota truck. Drive the crowd favorite Tacoma. This versatile playmaker is ready to own the weekend. Choose the tailgating MVP, the Toyota Tundra. This is one vehicle that comes up clutch. Or ride in the adventurous 4Runner, a true champion on and off the road. Whichever truck you choose, you're getting a real winner. Come join the team of champions, Toyota Trucks. Visit Toyota.com to learn more or check out your local Toyota dealership today. Toyota, let's go places.